This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. It's time for Thriller Thursdays. Here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. The Hawk Chronicles follow the adventures of Detective Kate Hawk, who went from a Baltimore police detective to intergalactic investigator, from fighting crime on the streets to crime in the stars. And now, episode 171, Nothing to Squeal About. Oh, man. Oh, Oh, that was loud. I didn't hear a thing. So, that was entirely inside your head? Yeah, and as strong as it was, it had to be close. Do you think it came from Wi-Fi? He could be controlling some device sending out jamming signals. He probably heard you were coming and sent you a little welcome gift. Yeah, he had to have been controlling some device that sent out jamming signals across several bandwidths. Nate, uh, could you bring up your radio on the monitor? Okay, done. I'll put it on scan so it'll cover the whole frequency range. Ah, there it is. I'm going to try and access the frequency. Maybe I can track the direction of the source. Did you do that? Nope. Stopped as suddenly as it started. I think either Wi-Fi or Dr. D is trying to jam our signals. Jam us? Why would he want to jam us? If he's interfering with that frequency, he's jamming everyone on it, not just us. But we haven't transmitted anything for him to know what frequency we're on. You're all assuming that D is doing this. Wi-Fi could still be alive, and he's doing it. Didn't you say he hijacked the Mercury before? He would know our standard transmitting frequency range. Plus, he'd know what frequencies the spaceport uses. These are all possible options. I think for now we need to shut down our radios and only use our tactical channels. Nate, can you determine which channel got jammed? 123.0. That's a unicom frequency, isn't it? Yeah, a universal communication channel. Generally used for pilots to talk to each other in uncontrolled spaces. Hmm, it is possible that it was an unrelated incident. What do you mean by unrelated? What I mean, Captain Tam, is that perhaps it wasn't Wi-Fi or Dr. D. Well, if it wasn't either one of them, then who? And why? If it's a unicom frequency... It could be anyone cross-talking or someone with an open mic. Whatever it is, I'm sure Agent Barnes here will let us know if it happens again. Joe Mac could be right. It may be someone other than D or Wi-Fi. Now, let's get back to our plan of action. Well, I need to go to the hospital and see if I can pick up a signal from him. Look here, Radiohead. You can't just stroll in there for a Sunday walk. Security's tight. I had to have an ID and a pass just to deliver medical supplies. What? You just gonna walk in there like you own the place? She's right. They wouldn't let me in there to escort her. They're right, Agent Barnes. We're going to have to come up with some excuse for you to be there. I could just shoot you in the foot. Cam! Just kidding. But we do need to come up with a reason to get him inside the hospital. 
Need to go to the research facility to pick up a signal? No, just, just in the same building. I kind of like Tam's idea myself. I could just graze your foot for a bit. Shouldn't hurt too much. You're a funny guy there, Joe Mac. Don't worry, let me think on it a bit. I'll come up with something. Fine, old man. I'm sure Nate's got a rocking chair. Hey, maybe a pipe and slippers too while we wait. Gabby, mind your manners. I thought I was. Listen, I gave you a solution already. I need to go back for a medical follow-up. So you can all sit around and try and come up with another idea. I'm gonna go get something to eat. Yeah, well maybe you can find a chill pill while you're at it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, and maybe you can bite- <laughs> I apologize, Agent Barnes. I've never seen Gabby like that. Not even when Wi-Fi was threatening to kill her at the Death River camp. Gabby is extremely mission-oriented. She feels that Dr. D got the drop on her and she failed at her mission. Plus, there's no telling what kind of sedative he hit her with. Hey, listen, I'm not the least worried about that, nor am I offended. She just wants to finish what she started. Maybe there might be a way we could work her in. I have access to a medical library in my head. I, I could pose at the ship's doctor. <laughs> yeah, the ship's psychiatrist. So, Captain Richards, were you able to wrap up your arson case? Yes. Finally. I was beginning to wonder if I would ever get back to IDF business. Our victim turned out to be our perpetrator. Insurance scam, I take it. Yeah, for nearly a million dollars. The mistake he made was taking out the policy two weeks ago, right after consulting with a lawyer on bankruptcy procedures. We were able to determine that the electrical system had been tampered with and that an accelerant was used. People will never learn. You just can't get away with something like that these days. Amateurs, any hungin worth his salted milk could pull that off in an afternoon between meals. Between meals? Well, that doesn't leave much time. If I run into another big arson case, Sam, I'll call you as an expert witness. Now, back to why you're here. Did you have any feel for when Hank would be making his move? I'd say, given the fact that he sent me on my merry way, and he also contacted Louie to see if there's been any last-minute changes, I think it'll be soon. I can't help thinking that we are looking at a simultaneous event between here and Queens. Even though the public wouldn't be aware of it. I agree with Agent Simon. If the IDF is the target, they would want to divide our forces. Meaning... We would have to deal with two separate incidents at the same time. Why keep it at two? Hank and Louie may be just two out of several mercenaries hired to disrupt the IDF. If you don't mind me jumping in here with a thought, Von Longer did tell Agent Hawk that his mission was to destroy all the ship units on Earth. If he just hits two, all the others would be on high alert. It might be prudent for us to send out a warning to the whole step network. That's not a bad idea. Can you notify Pierman and have him alert all his counterparts? Oh, not a problem. I know the supervisor for the Houston transfer point. Perhaps I can arrange a meeting with him. I think that would be in order. Give him a call and set something up. You and Sam will remain back and monitor Hank. So set something up for the three of us to meet him. Roger that. I'll get on it right away. Do you think the other side needs to be aware of what we suspect? We can certainly have Pierman contact him. But logically, if the stip units on this side were to be destroyed, nothing would need to be done on the other side. 
von Langer's goal was to stop travel from this side to alternate Earth. Well, I think we've done about all we can do for today. Meet back here tomorrow, say 8 a.m.? Sounds good. Cool. That would give us some time for breakfast. Hold on a minute. I thought you said Ongren's only ate twice a day. Yeah, and I told you guys that you were a bad influence on me. Breakfast is becoming a habit for me. And don't worry, Sam. I'll bring in some donuts and coffee. Great. Save a dozen glazed ones for me. Only a dozen? That surprises me. I'm trying to cut back. Say, can you bring some milk with those donuts? Don't worry, I have my own salt. I keep a special blend for occasions like this. Mr. Pierman will be contacting other supervisors about a possible attack. I'll also set up a meeting with the Southwest Transfer Point supervisor. We'll meet here at 8 a.m., then take the Northwest Houston Stip to the plant. Oh, we can just drive there. We're getting good at driving around Houston. The Stip Transfer Point is rarely accessed from the plant. That's used mostly for emergencies and a few workers who commute there. We'll hop on our Stip and go right to it. Well, Agent Simon and Jameson go to the plant, Sam, you and Garrett will stake out Hank. I'm going to visit the plant itself and talk to the foreman in my role as Houston police captain. I'll see if I can arrange a meeting with the campus police. You think that'll do any good, since the public may not even be aware of their actions? As far as they will know, I'm conducting an investigation on some arson suspects who might have a tie to the plant. Ah, I see what you're doing. If Hank knows that the transfer point can be accessed from inside the plant... He would have had to have inside information. Exactly. I'll need to go through past employees, especially any that might have been terminated or quit early. Great. Sounds like tomorrow is all lined up. Except for one thing. What, Sam? Could you add some cream-filled donuts with that order? (laughs) Good morning. I trust your accommodations were satisfactory for the both of you. Well, I can't speak for Nelson here, but my quarters were nicer than I had expected. Good. We try our best here at the Queen's office. And how about you, Carol? No, it's Vivian, and I've slept in some pretty gnarly places, so that was like a night at the Hilton. Coffee? Just made a fresh pot. Don't mind if I do. Kelly? No, thanks. I'm good. Got some fresh donuts, too. Ooh, those look great. I don't mind if I do. Nelson, sugar in your coffee, or maybe I should say coffee in your sugar and glazed donuts. What are you trying to do, kill yourself? I'll work it off today. Oh, no. Oh, no what? We're starting to sound like Caden Barnes. Oh, go ahead and enjoy your donut. You sure you don't want anything? Some yogurt, maybe a carrot? (laughs) You you do know Kate, don't you? Yeah, she came up for the marathon before her accident. How's she doing, by the way? She didn't sound the same when I talked to her over the phone. Well, it's been a rough road, but she's finally back to full-time duty. As I understand it, her larynx wasn't too damaged, but her sinus area, the back of her throat and trachea were reworked, and it totally changed her voice. Wow, all of that? Talk about a total makeover. Yeah, it was touch and go there for a while, but she's been pretty positive after all that. Yeah, she even jokes about being able to go undercover more since no one would recognize her. So, anyway... What's the plan for today? Yeah, we've been staking out his apartment and think we've got a good feel for his routine. Around 11 a.m. he heads out for lunch, which is good for two hours. I'm thinking it might be a good opportunity to go there. Maybe talk to his landlord or the neighbors. You sure about that? If word got back to him that the cops were asking about him, 
It could jeopardize his mission. He could call the whole thing off. Yeah, and, and that's the last thing we'd want to happen. That's why there won't be any police presence. There just so happens to be an apartment available across the hall from them. Wait a minute. Hold the phone. Are you suggesting that Nelson and I continue our charade and rent an apartment? No, no, no. Relax. You're not going to actually rent it. You two are going to pose as an interested couple, but you have concerns about your neighbors. Try to get them to talk about Louie. Well, how are we going to do that? You'll stake the place out and go in right after Louie leaves. Remember, Louie had a pawn shop here. You just ask if Crazy Louie lived here in the building, because you thought you recognized him as he was leaving. So where is his old shop? About two blocks south of his apartment. Okay, here's one for you. He's only been in town for about a day. How'd he get an apartment so soon? He shouldn't be staying long because he has the pawn shop in Baltimore. It doesn't add up. You're exactly right, Proby. That's why we have the landlord under surveillance, too. Nothing alarming showed up on his background check. He lived there once before, so his landlord probably offered him his old apartment back. So we really need to be careful. If he's part of Louie and Hank's crew, he could tip them both off that two suspicious people were sniffing around. Here's the landlord's name and number. He has an ad running for one of his apartments. You might want to get on this right away. Will do. So, Kelly, what sort of background do you have that makes you a good candidate for this line of work? Well, I was a paralegal in Annapolis, and then after finding out about the IDF, I went to work for Agent Barnes. He retired from the Baltimore Police Department and opened up a detective agency. So, paralegal to gumshoe to IDF agent. Sounds like you're qualified for the job. Oh, I hope I am. At least Perriman thinks I can do the job. Listen, that stunt you pulled to lead the IDF, the NSA, Homeland Security, and FBI on a wild goose chase is legendary. I would have loved to have seen their faces when your Aunt Karen stepped off that plane in Minneapolis instead of you. <laughs> well, I have to admit, that was fun. They wouldn't let me visit Kate, and I was determined to see her. We're set. We'll be meeting with the landlord at 11 a.m. That'll work out great. Louie left around that time yesterday to begin his mealtime. You should be able to get a visual on him before meeting with the landlord. So, what shall we do until then? Here's all the files we have on the landlord. I suggest you go through them and get a good feel for this guy. Hello, Leonard Lyons. Looks like he's had a little bit of history. Hmm. Let me see that. Pretty interesting. What are you seeing? Three charges that should have gone to trial. One dismissed due to a lack of witnesses. That doesn't sound good. And two dismissed due to a lack of evidence. I'd say this guy's got a pretty good lawyer. Or lawyers. Dig into those files. Get to know this guy before you meet him. We're still looking for a connection between him and Louie. Come on, Carol. We've got homework to do. Oh, good grief. It's Vivian. Are you sure this is actually a road and not some obstacle course? I can assure you, Jim, this is the only road in and out of the hospital unit. <laughs> they did away with ground emergency transporters a long time ago. Now everything is done by airlift. Airlift, huh? Well, boom! Yeah, I, I think I just caught some air on that last pothole. Sorry about that. I'm doing my best to miss the big ones. Hold on! 
And that one went all the way across the road, and not much I could do there. Gabby didn't seem too pleased when we left this morning. Well, like I said yesterday, she feels like she failed her mission. Remember, she's not just a freighter pilot. She was a well-respected IDF fighter pilot. The military side of her is pretty upset. I can understand that. I felt the same way. Yes, I understand that you flew rotating wings in your army. Yeah, rotary wing. <laughs> Mostly commonly called a helicopter. Saw one of those on Titan IV. It looked like a flying death trap. No thank you on that one. Oh, they're not that bad. So, uh, did Gabby get anything from her visit? Not really. He drugged her so fast she wasn't able to see or hear much of anything. Well, what about during recovery? No. By the time she woke up, it was nighttime. She couldn't get any information from the staff about the doctor, and she was released before he ever returned. I got a bunch of questions I'd like to ask him. Wow. This place is a lot bigger than I expected. It was the major medical facility for treating the wounded during the Galactic Wars. Gabby spent time here after being wounded. I'm wondering if that's part of why she got so upset yesterday. Something we call PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, we have the same condition. At the times we've been under stress or in combat, she showed no signs of stress. It seemed as if she thrived on it. It took a lot of courage to slip into Death River and wait for someone to come and pick her up. Not many of the bravest soldiers I know would have done that. Yeah, well, she's either brave or a little bit crazy. I'm going to pull up to the receiving dock. There's a clerk we dealt with before who was quite helpful. So you think a receiving clerk can help more than going right to the hospital? Yes, our doctor is not really part of the hospital staff. He's merely using the facilities for research. Research. At least that's what he calls it. I'm hoping she can get us in with you posing as the ship's doctor researching Gabby's ill effects from whatever he gave her. Actually, that's pretty true. Oh, you're back for another delivery? Actually, we need your assistance. I see. And who is this? Uh, I'm Dr. Barnes, Chief Medical Officer for the Fifth Fleet out of Boldivar. I'm currently acting as the Chief Medical Officer for the Mercury. The ship that transported the delivery for the research lab. What does a doctor need from shipping and receiving? One of our techs was kept overnight after suspected exposure to a biological agent. Yes, we had a code read for that, but it turned out to be unnecessary. There was no release of a biological agent. I've asked Dr. Barnes to accompany me today in hopes of seeing the doctor Gabby encountered. Yes, she seems to be having an adverse reaction to whatever sedative she was administered. I'm hoping to consult with the doctor and find out what exactly it was. Gentlemen, I'd love to help you, but the doctor and his assistant both left last night. Left? When do you expect them to return? This is a very important matter. I'm sorry, but as I understand it, they terminated their grant. They left permanently. That sounds very peculiar to me. I thought the same thing. I've heard rumors he was working on some sort of biological weapon. But this facility isn't cleared for such research. Exactly. I think the alarm and whatever happened to your Miss Gabby scared him off. Maybe he was doing illegal research. Just seems odd he'd leave overnight. 
I agree with you. Are you familiar with any other facilities here on Cali that could support his research? Whatever that might be. Not really, although I have heard of a large settlement to the east across the deep waters. It's on the coast. Some rare minerals have been discovered and it's growing rapidly. But that's a pretty wild and unsettled frontier. Well, thank you for your time. We'll be on our way. Are you sure you don't want to see another doctor? That's quite all right. Uh, we're just being cautious with my patient. Good day. Good day. Well, what do you make of that? Obviously something spooked him. Perhaps he was fully aware that we were IDF bounty hunters and didn't want to stick around. Well, whatever it was, we're back to square one. <laughs> Maybe it's time to hit the local bar. Drinking already this morning, Agent Barnes. Famous man once said it's five o'clock somewhere. Actually, I thought it would be a good place to find someone familiar with this new boom town to the east. Sounds like a good plan. Besides, like your famous man said, it's five o'clock somewhere. Good morning, Lenora. Have any problem finding us? No. Between you and Mr. Pearman, I got some pretty good directions. So what are you working on? Pearman has been in contact with all the major stip-ups here in the U.S. So far, nothing suspicious has been happening. If there are some good Hungans at work, then you wouldn't find anything suspicious. I'm surprised that Hank and Louie would expose their operation the way that they did. I mean, to threaten someone because they took pictures they were in is stupid. Add that to the fact that the person they tried to scare off works for the state police. My gut feeling is that these two are the only ones at work here. Why do you say that? If Von Langer is the impetus behind this, I don't think he had time to organize a nationwide effort. We caught him as he was trying to destroy his first stip unit. So, you think he's had a prior connection to Hank and Louie? If he didn't have time to get started, how did he get two Hongans involved in his plans? I'm thinking his grandson, Stefan, did the hiring. Okay. I read his file. He was trapped by you and Nelson after you set up a dummy stip at a park, right? Yes. He said he was carrying out his grandfather's goal. I believe he had plenty of time to hire these two before he got caught. I'm pretty familiar with Hongan mercenaries. Lister used them when he needed something done. Something... Or somebody. Regardless of his motives, Hongans were available, but most were on their home planet. You had to plan well in advance to hire them. Which makes me think these two were sleepers. Sleepers. Now that's a term you use for embedded hostels, right? Yes. Sam was a sleeper, although he and his partner hadn't been here very long. It stands to reason that Hank and Louie are sleepers, as you call them. I'm wondering if they're really going to do something. Why do you say that? Given what I know about Hongan mercenaries, they leave carnage wherever they go. These two practically told Sam that they aren't blowing anything or doing anything that would cause a disturbance. They're acting more like scouts or like they're on a fact-finding mission. For whom? Von Longer? If that's the case, what can he do from prison? His only other known accomplice was his grandson, Stefan, and he's also in prison. 
the welcome mat. I can't get that out of my head. In my culture, a welcome mat means you're expecting company. We've been over this, Lenora. I ask you that very question. If it's an invasion, it will be from an enemy we don't know. Rages in too much disarray to mount any kind of attack. Maybe it's a different kind of attack. Different? How so? Chaos. Well, yes. That would create a lot of chaos. But why? Reading the after-action report, I've come to the conclusion that St. Louis was to be a trial run. Disrupting their emergency communication system would only cripple the city for a few hours. I think they're hoping to see how well the locals would react. So, you think they might be trying again? Not necessarily the communications system, but the STIP system. They might want to see how the IDF reacts to a shutdown of its main transportation system. It fits. It's certainly something worth considering. Lenora, I think this job just might work out for you after all. Why, Jim? You came all this way to see me? Bella, I heard you were here. And you just couldn't wait to see me. Who let you on board? I did. G'day there, Jimbo. I suppose you've learned by now that Dr. D is no longer around. I suppose she told you that. Joe Mac, you know this woman cannot be trusted. Why did you let her back on board? Go ahead, Bella. Tell him why you're here. You better have a good reason for me not to physically throw you off this ship. You just want to get your arms around me, don't you? I'll tell you why he let me in. I know where his ship is, and I know where Dr. D is. And I can take you to both of them. Is Bella telling the truth, or is it another ruse? Will Nelson and Kelly be able to fool Louis' landlord? And what will the Houston crew learn about the power plant? Find out in the next episode of The Hawk Chronicles, Eastbound and Down. This is in urgent message from Cypher on undergoing various uh, undergoings for the evil plan it has come to my attention that these children these voices have risen mutiny against us this of course is suboptimal they must be stopped at all costs I think I speak for all mankind when I say the evil plan must continue. <laughs> yes, it must. <laughs> anyway, we have set up a trap for these kid agents and they will be dealt with soon enough. Don't leave me. Just listen. I'm just gonna cut one of them! No, wait! Okay, why haven't they reported in for the past two days? Two of your agents have been injured in the line of duty. Oh my god, Josh, are you okay? Miss, miss, can you please step back? Say something comforting to Josh. Uh, Better you than me? Many believe Wordtastic Podcast to be the greatest podcast of all time. 
and season two, there's no exception. We'll have more action. More laughs. <laughs> what is wrong with you? More drama. For now, kid agents, for now.